You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Straightforward, honest conversations about what goes on behind closed doors or with the doors open if you want to be risky and let people hear that might be in your house. Or maybe it's just the two of you and your empty nest If in it's it. empty nesters, then what are you just doing in the bedroom? Right, Doing exactly. in other parts of the house. Where's the kitchen table? <laughs> it's Dr. Allen alongside my wife, Pam, joining us as always. Mm-hmm. And so we want to say a shout out to the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation and a thank you for helping bear with us through this whole URL change that's gone on, that we are now at a new uh, online home smrnation.com. Yeah. And so there's been some snafus that have gone on with uh, the feeds and some different issues on having to walk people back through on how to resubscribe. So if you're an extended content listener, uh, either just for the extended content or the academy, and you're not seeing updated shows, you need to unsubscribe from the old feed and resubscribe to the new one. So send me an email, feedback at sexymergeradio.com. Let yeah. me know, hey, I don't have that info, and I'll make sure we get you squared away. Yep, give you the details. Uh, if you've got any other questions that you've got to, you'd love to hear on the show, uh, we want to answer them. 214-702-9565 is our voicemail line, and uh, no topics off limits. We, we will cover whatever's on your mind, and we also will hope that you'll jump on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, however you choose to listen, and rate and review the show, leave comments. Because that lets other people join the nation. Before the- you start anything, I want to say happy anniversary. Because when this episode airs, that day is our 26th 26 years, baby. And it's been a fabulous ride. And so I just wanted to say I love you and thanks for all you're doing. Because well, it makes me proud to be part of this journey. I love you too, baby. And yep. thanks for being along for the 26 years, let alone just this, the episodes that we're doing now. Yeah. So this has been a, quite the ride, and we got a whole lot more to come. Yeah. Thanks to Buffy for supporting Sexy Marriage Radio. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code SMR. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, uh, we got one of your questions and one of our answers. Then we're joined by some of our friends for a segment. Oh, um, we so much. Seth fun and Melanie Studley from the Anatomy yep. of Marriage podcast, um, and we are going to talk about a great conversation we had with them when they were actually in town over Valentine's, mm-hmm. and that led to some conversations that we now have then recorded. Yeah, on this idea of accelerators and breaks with your sex life. Yeah, fun it was a fun conversation. Well, coming up on the extended version, which is deeper, twice as long. And there's no ads. You can subscribe at smrnation.com. You can listen to the whole conversation that we had with Seth and Melanie Sedley. And it's worth the convert. We're talking about just the state of marriage and how the trends we're seeing. And it's, it's great to just get their input mm-hmm. yeah. on everything. And so it's, it's a great conversation. So all that's coming up on today's show. Hi, Dr. Corey and Pam. I always... Love the show. My question, or first a quick background uh, on us. We're married about 30 years, now in our mid-50s and empty nesters, and I'd like to reinvigorate our 
physical relationship just with such a simple things like French kissing on the couch or in the car and you know, do it uh, most of the time, many times without expectation of moving on to sex, just sort of an old-fashioned make-out session. But we used to do this as part of our relationship. I brought it recently with my wife and frankly was shocked at her response. She said basically no way. She didn't see how anyone could enjoy French kissing when it was gross, rolling tongues around in each other's mouth and acted like uh, basically she completely did not remember us ever doing that. And if we did, she never really enjoyed it. Her reaction caught me completely off guard. But I want to do this because I love her and love that closeness. And the thought of reinstituting it in our relationship makes me feel close to her. And, you know, I would like to do it both as a standalone activity and also a precursor to sex. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that and how to how we might be able to better go about that. And I appreciate it. I'm so glad you're calling in with this question. And I want to right off the bat, this is not a we, this is a you. And what do you mean by that? He says, how can we re-implement this into our relationship? Oh, okay. So She's already talked about, that's gross. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. And so this is a, I want to. And so a lot of times this is the way it's framed. Like whenever I'm speaking, this is a great Mm -hmm. way to think of this is that when we when we want to introduce something and we get the response from our spouse that's uh, that's gross, perverted, and disgusting, why in the world would you want to do that? If we are not really well on our own two feet and and mature in some regards of being seen for who I am, yeah, I will back off of that and oh, I'm just joking. You know, that's just something I heard on Sexy Marriage Radio. I thought it'd be kind of fun, and yeah, you know, I, I didn't really want to do it. And you know, you, you kind of backtrack it all and take it all back. But when you're a little more solid and okay mm-hmm. being seen and you get the response of that is gross, why would anybody want to do that? You say, that's exactly why I want to do that. And my remem- my memory is, babe, you used to like it. Well, it sounds like he's already done that and she has said, I don't remember it. Well, I don't remember liking it. And his, re- his, his reaction to her response is what's thrown him. Okay. Right? Where it's, it's made him like question everything rather than how do I be a bolder Mm -hmm. lead in this of, you know what? I want to do this. And so you just start trying to do it. And I get you start trying to do it. And was, is there something else that you guys did while you were making out other than the French kissing that she is game for? Yeah. To get the ball rolling. And maybe it's just one of those, um, you just got to get the ball rolling. Maybe so. I mean, and I love the way he framed it at the very beginning, too, with the idea of the old-fashioned makeout session. Mm-hmm. That That is so typical of the way we are as, as married individuals, is this whole idea of just making out for making out's sake just goes way off by the wayside. We just lose the whole feel of what that was. Now that sex is in the arena and we're married and there's always, you know, we don't just make out. We don't just, you know, it always has to be all right. the way through. Or... Yeah, it's like, oh, for Pete's sake, we don't have time to just make out. <laughs> do the deed and be done. Right. Get it over with. Maybe that's what it is. To do. Well, there's that. I think people also have the nostalgia of wanting to recreate 
that making out from when you were dating. Okay. Um, and and can you go back and really recreate it? I. You can't. I think you. I mean, you can capture some I, of it. I think there's things you can well, capture. Okay, you can capture some of it because, but it's, it's still different. It, it it absolutely is because some of the some of the erotic nature of the the old fashioned makeout session is the newness. Yeah. The tabooness, the uncertainty, the exploration, it's the uncharted water. You know, it's the, yeah. there's a whole different vibe between you. Yeah. And when you've got 30 years that he's describing that they've got in a marriage, yeah. there's not any, there's not a, it's like, okay, we kind of know each other's bodies. We kind of know this whole thing, you know, there's, but you don't still know each other because we don't know ourselves all the way through. We're always evolving and changing. Yeah. There's always something new. And now uh, who did, doesn't sound like they've been empty nesters all that long, potentially. Right. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more but this exploring is, going if you, on. If you want to implement this back into a relationship and you're also trying to implement the idea of we can just do this, that, that that's not just a foray into sex, that it mm-hmm. can just be the standalone act, then that's up to you to start doing that, just to go in for the kiss. And maybe you don't do the French kiss, but you do the kiss and it's it's more passionate and it's more holding tight. It's a simmering in a sense, to get some juices flowing between mm-hmm. you, and then you go on about whatever you were going to be doing next. Mm-hmm. You don't lead it as right into foreplay, but if you actually break it. You even get her kind of turned on with a little bit of a tease maybe and say, all right, I got to run to the store. I'll see you later. And you just leave, and you go do something else, and you keep that energy between you, but it takes you leading that to re-implement that back into the relationship. There's not typically an agreed, oh, okay, there's none agreed, and if she already isn't excited about it, you certainly... You don't force you're it. You're not just going to force it. Right. That's but, not going to do any good. But you still let it be known, that's where I want to go. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to start going. Yeah. If you don't want to do it, then don't participate. Yeah. Thanks to Buffy for sponsoring this episode. What is Buffy? Buffy makes bedding that's super comfy and is sustainable. Their products are made using only renewable and recycled materials, which makes them as soft on the planet as they are in your bed. Buffy comforters have over 11,000 reviews. Customers agree it's the softest, fluffiest comforter they've ever tried. In fact, my son tries to seal this comforter for me every night. This is one of the softest comforters I've ever slept under. The Buffy Cloud Comforter is covered in ultra-breathable eucalyptus fabric and is softer than cotton and naturally soothed skin. The Buffy Cloud Comforter is hypoallergenic. Plus, its high thread count shuts out dust, mold, and mites for a healthier sleeping environment. Try out Buffy Cloud Comforter, and if after 30 nights you don't love it, return it for free. For $20 off your Buffy Comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code SMR. That's Buffy.co, promo code SMR for $20 off. So once again, it is a privilege to bring alongside us some friends of ours, Seth and Melanie Studley of Anatomy of Marriage, uh, that have been on before in Sexy Marriage Radio Nation World. Yeah, we always love talking with them. And just doing a roundtable. And so Seth and Melanie, it is so good to hear you guys again. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Thanks so for, much for having us. Yeah, we, we love hanging out with you guys. It's chill. It's it's fun. We 
feel pretty pretty comfortable and relaxed. So thanks for having <laughs> us on again. The only downside is that we don't have barbecue to eat while we're hanging out. That's up. right, oh, yeah. because last time we were together, uh, we should have had a recorder going that whole conversation. Most of it probably couldn't have been aired, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. It would have been, it would have had a lot of really good content we could have had. But one of the things that I wanted to do with this episode or the segment uh, for Sexy Marriage Radio this week is we were talking while you guys were here in uh, the fair state of, of Texas and took you guys to some great barbecue. Um, the whole concept you brought up of accelerators and brakes when mm. it comes to a couple's sex life. And that was an immediate, okay, put a pin in that. We've got to talk more. And so now we're talking more. <laughs> so <laughs> unpack that just real quick um, and then let's let's go with it. Well, it was something that we learned about from Emily Nagoski's book, Come As You Are. Or I don't know how you how you say her name, Emily Nagoski. I never yeah. see like I say it right. But she talks about the idea of brakes and accelerators and how um, we often only focus on our accelerators. We just think of, you know, that's like the thing that turns you on. That's the yep. thing that, you know, lights your fire or whatever. But we, mm-hmm. we don't often realize that we have brakes, men included have breaks. And that's a conversation that almost is not happening anywhere that breaks exist and that men have them. Right. Uh, women also have them, but it's just something that was, it's always really fun to talk about and kind of open people's eyes about. And, um, yeah, I think the thing, you know, we're talking about turn-ons and turn-offs basically. That's right. what we mean by breaks. Right. That's a turn-off accelerator, obviously a turn-on and around the uh, foreplay, you know, it, it's at least in my experience as a male, you know, foreplay has mostly been for the women, you know, because uh, to you, warm you, up your wife, to warm up your wife. Yeah. You know, women are crock pots and men are microwaves, like you said, I think in season one on our show, Corey. And I discovered actually that I have some breaks, too. And you never think about it like, oh, yeah, men are ready to go. And yeah, for the most part, I think so. But we have breaks. We do have turnoffs like that's that's no thank you right kind of things and 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 you know even as a therapist i didn't realize that for my own self and after reading emily nagowski's book come as you are it's like oh i do have breaks i do have turnoffs mm-hmm. and it's okay for for me to share those with melanie because Honestly, God knows she shares them with me. Yeah. Well, and I think it's I think it's wise to share them as well because I could be doing something that Seth really doesn't appreciate. Yeah, yeah. thinking he likes it. Yeah, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't it fascinating how we will get into this whole arena of because it worked one time we put, we put it in the bank forever of like oh no mm-hmm. he loved that outfit you know <laughs> that I wore when I was seventeen and we first were dating and and so now anything I can get that looks similar. I'm all in because it'll always work. <laughs> Sounds like there's a backstory. Can p- please explain what's the outfit? I'd love to know more. I think you really what did, did you wear, Corey? I, I think I just made that up on the fly. <laughs> what did you wear? She said. <laughs> yeah, it was what Corey was wearing. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> His male cheerleader suit. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's not in my backstory. Mm-hmm. I can no. right. easily well, say. Yeah, but. <laughs> but just opening up that conversation because it is such obviously sex is a really important part of a relationship and what is going to help us to have better sex and more sex and more more ways to connect that bring us ple- pleasure and bring us um connection connection <laughs> couldn't even think of it and a break and accelerator is a huge thing and i think i, I heard this analogy of sometimes we don't need to 
find out what our accelerators are and just go full force with those. We need to find out what our brakes are and stop that. It's like, you know, if you've ever driven a stick shift or a mm-hmm. five-speed car, if you have the e-brake on, you know, trying to truck chug along in first and second gear, you're going to go slow. Then you're going to you start to smell it, this but... funky smell. Like, what the heck is that? Then you take that brake off and then you can zoom. Right. So mm-hmm. oftentimes I found with couples and even with our own uh, intimacy life, t- let's, let's remove the brakes and then other stuff can open mm-hmm. up in a good way. That's right. A, that's a good way yeah. to think of it mm-hmm. because uh, this is, this is a conversation I just had uh, with Dr. Kerner. And he was talking about the differences between the male and female brain and how a lot of times when you're talking about desire or arousal for a man, um, it can cut right through all the other things going on in your brain, Mm. right? That you could have chaos and stress and all kinds of things weighing on you. But if a guy gets interested in sex, a lot of times that can just cut right through all of that. And that still will ring all the way to the end. But for Mm -hmm. a woman, it's not that way that... The desire and the stress, it could, you know, the desire and stress can't necessarily coexist and cut through as easily where there has to be more of the full brain working and even parts of the brain shutting down, which to me, that's where breaks would absolutely be a, something worth knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, oh, go ahead, Pam. I was going to say that could be a detriment if you have those things playing in there along with breaks, things that are turnoffs between me and my husband. That piled on top of the other stressors is kind of like a brick wall that you're trying to pound <laughs> yeah, through. Yeah, it gets beyond breaks at that yeah. point. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's those, it's Just those, a wall. it's those wheel boots that the police put on yeah. on the car. You're not going anywhere. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and the one thing I do think is really uh, important to note in this conversation is that brakes are not brakes and accelerators are not exclusively sexual in nature, if that makes sense. So an accelerator might not necessarily be, Oh, Seth loves it when I wear some crazy outfit. It might be that Seth loves it when the house is tidy. That literally can be an accelerator for people. So Mm -hmm. I would, I would suggest or uh, offer up the idea that couples figure out what is a break and what is an accelerator. So for example, a break for me is like at night when we put the kids to bed, if they're like crazy and bouncing off the walls and staying up super late, that to me is like no sex. That's just what it, I mean, my brain takes too long to go from frantic mom mode to like let's get it on mode. I can, mm. <laughs> that kind of rhymes. That does um, and so it's, <laughs> so it's, I, that isn't actually a break. It's like the, the time span is too much. There's too much to accomplish mm-hmm. for me to actually be intimate and enjoy it and have an accelerating time. So I think it's important to kind of really assess as like what sort of uh, non arousal things. What is the word? Is that what I'm looking for? Non arousal. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, non-sexual we things are actually breaks mm-hmm. and accelerators, right? Because yeah. there's it's complex, it's complicated, and sometimes a break could be when you are like on a, the computer at night. Not that it is a break, but it could be like. Well, okay, I'll tell you. So we'll get real. I, I, an actual break. So for for me, is if you know once we get the kids to bed and everything. We usually do, you know, like, okay, check email, you know, journal stuff, kind of like wind our brains down. And sometimes Melanie tends to be working at night and stuff. And so her mind is not here, even getting ready for bed or anything. And if she is on her computer in the bedroom, just laying down, you know, kind of like like this, and I walk in, that is an actual break Mm -hmm. for me. And this happened a couple nights ago. Like you didn't have your computer in there and you were like, 
maybe just reading or just like sitting calmly there mm-hmm. drinking a glass of wine. I was like, okay, that was an accelerator in a, in a, in a, I was going to say weird, but it's not weird. It's, it's just, okay, I know that her mind isn't on, you know, producing the podcast or emailing people or whatever with her computer mm-hmm. here. And it was almost like having, you know how, how some couples advocate for no, not, not having a TV in the bedroom, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, or others do, you know, either one, whatever works. But um, the having that, it's, it's like having another, it's like a window into another world, right? It's not mm-hmm. like bedroom sleep sex world it's oh well that's a gateway to mm-hmm. everything the internet basically yeah. and everything on that that means my mind is not on sleeping it's not on relaxing it's not on sex and when she doesn't when she's not doing that that is an accelerator for me mm-hmm. maybe we'll have sex maybe not but at least it's more relaxed yeah. it's well, more inviting it's like a clear, yeah yeah that's yes. what I'm saying. it's like an invitation if i'm in front of my computer you're not welcome like i'm i'm in my own <laughs> bubble in my own world right you're not if, welcome you actually put not, si- you, you should go, put signs oh. up like just hanging on the back of the computer yeah. do not disturb do yeah, not like initiate close for business <laughs> well i get that i'm the same way Corey loves to read on his phone he he doesn't read paper books anymore they're all kindle um mm-hmm. on his phone and the nights that he that I come in and he's laying there in bed, he, he may just be waiting for me to come to bed, killing time because it takes me longer to get ready for bed. But that is a break for me when I come in and see him laying on the bed. Wait, I'm writing this down. Phone. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we've yeah. had this conversation before. This isn't news to him. But yeah, I mean, it, he could just be checking the scores for 30 seconds. But having mm-hmm. that phone out when I'm coming to bed is a definitely a break. Yeah. So and it's sort of like oh go ahead yeah let me add is there a possibility of a caveat because I'm almost hearing the way you're describing that Seth of that it, the absence of a break doesn't necessarily mean an accelerator it means you're in neutral so it could mm-hmm. go different ways it's just I've done to I've I've done things to eliminate what I know for sure could derail it but I also haven't necessarily done something like if she's sitting there with a glass of wine and dressed however and the music's playing, there's candles, and that's kind of a clear accelerator, you know, f- pedal to the metal, let's go. I, it, yeah. It's very, very clear, no distinction. But there's also that er- element of, I don't know how I want this to unfold. I'm just doing I, what I can to eliminate, for sure, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I'm I'm uh, taking a bunch of different clues and kind of running it through an algorithm in my head. I was like, okay, does this equal a break or accelerator? And if the computer is in there or if whatever, you know, kids are screaming, I'm like, okay, that equals no, which is right. fine. And it, it doesn't, yeah, it's not like a huge great turn on if she's like, oh, she's in bed without a computer. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, right. it's definitely not that. That's we all also, you have to do, Melanie. Right. We also run into the category of, you know, if you look at just the typical paraphernalia of what sex and enticing lingerie and all that stuff entails, I'm going to venture a lot of the things that a man would find as a turn on aren't always the real comfortable, ooh, let's, I'm going to sleep in that. Yeah. But what I'm going to sleep in is definitely not this, ooh, take me now sometimes because it truly is <laughs> that t-shirt that's been around since you know noah and (laughs) but it's just don't knock my noah shirt okay okay but it's it's trying to see it as because that's the thing i like about this framework is at least it puts out in the open 
more of, okay, what are some of the things I wasn't even aware could be derailing it? And what are some of the things I might be doing that, all right, I, that's the unintended. Okay, I can, I can work on that. And that way, at least, if nothing else, it steers us to being much more intentional about mm-hmm. my own role in the connection, intimacy, sex, foreplay of my marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, th- talking about um, you know non lingerie, non sexy stuff. <laughs> we talked about this on an episode that uh, we were talking about my breaks, identifying my breaks, and I realized that Melanie has these sweatpants, and I said, you know, they're from like eighteen hundred, uh, you know, and sixty three, you know, sweatpants that are just gross and ugly. They're comfortable, of course. I don't, you know, I don't care. I want her to be comfortable, but you know, when she's wearing those sweatpants, I'm like. Nah, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of thing, and yeah, and having having a conversation uh, during like non bedroom times, yep. not at night, when you know one couple, one person wants to do it, is much more constructive than getting in an argument of like, oh, those sweatpants are gross. In you don't even care about sex or whatever like right. that. Having having it outside of the bedroom very calmly like this mm-hmm. hey you know when you wear those sweatpants it just i don't care if you wear them but it really does give a signal to me that things aren't going to happen and i think we both want things to happen as often as we can so let's mm-hmm. try to eliminate those things yeah you know it's just a calm conversation yeah. that's intentional yeah. yeah yeah another another element to that too like like i said some things for me are turn-ons that are not or they're accelerators but they're not necessarily sexual in nature like i love really um invigorating conversation about things I'm passionate about. That to me is it's a arousal. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. It's it's just getting so arousal is not necessarily it's, sexual. It's non it's non-sexual just non-sexual arousal. arousal. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And so it's like you're just excited and things are exciting. Blah, blah. And so that's something that I want people to kind of think about what brings them arousal, not necessarily only sexual arousal. Because sure, you know sex is your whole being and right. your partner and all of that. So that's something that I think in like when Seth at night, if he's watching a show, it's like, well, this is the opposite of anything arousal. <laughs> like he's watching antiques roadshow, you know, they're talking about a vase or something. And I'm like, I actually saw your 1800 year old sweatpants on the <laughs> antiques roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> what was their appraisal? <laughs> they were worth negative. There's no value other than the comfort <laughs> it, that it provides. <laughs> right. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that idea no, that's up great. of sort of, yeah, it's more about the connection at that point, right? Because to mm-hmm. to to create arousal between the two of you, uh, the connection is so important to make it right. some sort of true, yes, um, really deeper connection when you're having a, a sexual experience. Right. You're you're also mm-hmm. talking Absolutely. about like it's passion. It's it's the yeah. things I'm passionate about, which isn't always sexual, it, but it mm-hmm. does have a deeper meaning. And the thing I love to to land uh, this conversation on the sweatpants again, just because it's a great example. Um, you can even change and challenge the meaning of that, where it can be a night where, you know what, I'm not really interested. And so I'm putting on the break in the sense of I'm putting on the sweatpants, but I could at least make it playful. And so as I'm putting them on, it could be that I know you think these are so hot. And, you know, but it's just kind of, you could just change the dynamic where at least it's part of the banter between you which means mm-hmm. maybe something immediately doesn't happen, but it still is right there under the surface and it's still kind of a vibe simmering between you, which yeah. I think is a, a move forward too. That, that, that's a great path of this isn't always 
a tangible, well, we had sex or we didn't to qualify as a good sex life. No. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it part of our dynamic or not? That's, I think, what makes up a good sex life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that also creates an enhanced sense of attunement, too. Like, if Melanie is putting those sweatpants on and she kind of makes a playful, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, that lets me know, oh, she is thinking yeah. about me or, or she did hear me in yep. that. And then guess what? That it, that that provides emotional yep. connection too, which also can be arousing. So it's not like she puts the sweatpants on, all all bets are off. It's like, well, maybe stuff will happen later if it does or if it doesn't, we still emotionally connected, right? And Pam, I want to go back to what one thing that you said and about the, uh, um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> it was really, but it was good, really good. Yes, it was really good what you said. <laughs> No connection. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. Connection. Um, oh, okay. That's right. So it's like when, when Melanie has the computer in the bedroom, you know, it's like, it's like she's on the phone, Mm -hmm. right? Like you don't walk up to somebody on the phone and just go, Hey, Hey, what's going on? What's going on? No, it's like, okay. They are emotionally almost off limits right Right. now. And that's like, okay. And, and sometimes like, uh, Sexual intimacy has like a window, you know, if she has the computer in there, I'm like, oh, okay, that window is closed, right? And then I'm then then my brain goes, okay, well, I'll just go to bed, right? And then I'm like already headed down that road, which is fine. But it, it does close off connection, I guess. I'm going to quote a Bible verse for you. Ooh. Knock and keep on knocking. Seek and you will find. <laughs> <laughs> knock and keep on knocking. Like open the window or something and the door will open. I can't remember. How about this? I close your computer screen. Yeah, there you go. Knock there you go. Yeah, that's going to be a, an accelerator right there. She'll be like, oh, well, yeah. I'm ready then. Let's roll. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's all that was missing. <laughs> well, if uh, only. Tell everybody as part of the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation how they can find more of you, um, because because oh, yeah. because what you guys do is worth worth listening to and and being yeah. a part of. So Th- thank you. So we do a daily Instagram live and also a daily Facebook live and a daily podcast. We're doing right now in a series. It's called a uh, hundred days of Q and A with AOM, and we're taking listener questions mm-hmm. from. Uh, Instagram, from Facebook, from email, and answering folks' questions. Yeah. And it's literally every single day. But well, the, the name Monday of the through Friday, at is, least. It's the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. So you right. can find, find us on iTunes. Yeah. But then, like he said, we do a daily show, um, which you can listen to every single day or catch us live and ask your questions. So it's 100 days of Q's and A's yeah. is what we're doing. And yeah. Find can, us on Instagram. Find us on mm-hmm. Facebook. And we have a website, uh, anatomyofmarriage.com. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And all that stuff will be in the show notes to let people find you very easily. So Seth and Melanie, mm-hmm. it's always a pleasure to to have a conversation with you guys. Uh, thank you for the work that you do and also spending a little bit of a time with us. Thank yeah. you so much for thank having Thank you us. guys so much. I'm so glad Melanie found you guys three years ago. So it's, <laughs> yeah. been, it's been a blast. Y'all are the best. But Pam, I don't know about you, but I love the concept of the accelerators and the brakes mm-hmm. that we talked about with Seth and Melanie. Mm-hmm. And how um, just an understanding of that could revolutionize the dynamic between you. Yeah, it's the little things. Right, it really is. And sometimes it's those things that, wow, I had no idea that that does that for you. Or yeah. me getting my nails done does it for Corey. I'm just saying, folks, ladies, maybe your nails are. It is an money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
if to a special shout out too to those of you that are planning to come to this year's Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to that. It's less than a month away. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, great time. Clock is ticking and fast approaching. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have not gotten emails from us about this that you are and you're signed up to come, be sure you let me know that that it's not arriving for some reason because we want to make sure all this issue of us moving things mm-hmm. is cleared up. And everything's working as it should. But it's going to be a fantastic four days, June 20th through the 23rd. Yep. Still have one opening left. If you, Yep. It's yep. not too late. If you want to join, um, flights still come into Dallas. You're welcome to come spend the yeah. four days yeah. with us. We'd love to see you here. Um, and also, uh, I have to say thank you to the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. Yeah. For continually showing up each week and helping frame our conversations and ask the questions that lead us where we need to go. Yeah, we love the nation. And you guys rock. Mm-hmm. You, are, you really are the sexiest people on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. So this has been Sexy Merge Radio. Uh, wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. So jump on however you chose to listen and let other people know too. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time.